Put a bra on, mate. <laughs> you want mine? <laughs> Put a bra on. Oh, you might, you know, mate. Oh, you know, you're good, you know. But thanks, mate. You know, you're saving lives here. It's a game of two halves. Will it stop, please? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wellington Rocks. I'm your host, Amy Eastwood. This is brought to you by Access Radio and New Zealand On Air. Today... I am joined by Hybrid Rose. Hello. Hello. Hi. Th- thank you for having me. So Hybrid Rose, or otherwise known as? Rose Mueller Gray. Yeah. So um, I've been wanting to interview you for a while, but I haven't had the chance to see you live because <laughs> that's one of my rules. And I did. And I'm glad I did get to see you live. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Well, just because some of the music you were playing was not, it was actually a bit different to what 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 we get on the radio. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like musically. I don't really cater to um, the outside world. I just it, it puts too much pressure, and if you try too hard, it doesn't sound that good. And it's yeah. Yeah. So um, we've been playing a lot of your stuff on Active. And that's where I got really familiar with your music. Ah. So yeah, and it's one of those cases where we we occasionally get given tracks to play, but then we like them. Yeah, of course. And we just keep playing them. I think I play you like every time I'm on, pretty much. Aw, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. So let's talk a little bit about just how you got into music and um, just a little bit of your background. Mm. So, you know, like different people come from different places. Of course, of course. And, you know, some people come from a more pop background, some people from a more punk background, even if they're not playing that kind of music now. Yeah. How about yourself? Well, um, I actually grew up in Blenheim for 18 years, and uh, there wasn't really a music scene there. There was a lot of, um, like, theatre and uh, performances and, like, you know, performance art and stuff like that. But there wasn't really much of a music scene. So the stuff I did was more like, um, it was kind of my own thing. Because mm. there wasn't, and there wasn't a lot of producers around or other musicians who like did conventional stuff. So um, yeah, I'd just say like, it's, it's, it's a weird mix of stuff that I grew up with. Um, with my family and you know my parents and the music that they raised us on is because they wanted us to be musical um, children. But mm-hmm. I'm just natural. Uh, well, I was born with like a natural uh, love and connection to music, um, and so that's kind of where it starts um, and where I get a lot of my uh, energy from. So, what are some really early records or artists that you loved, like? You seen a lot for me. It was um, Floyd and the Beatles, <sighs> just because my um, yeah. my parents had it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that for you? Um, well, we had like Judy Garland, Dolly Parton, Atomic yeah. Kitten, just some like uh, just a lot of girly pop music and like Spice Girls, and we also had Dixie Chicks and the Course. But you know, they're not really girl pop, but like no. they're in they're like in that that realm technically. But um, I was, yeah, no, it's just been like a lot of pop, a lot of females, 
and then I started to like I don't know branch off into other fields of music when I when I got my first laptop and I started um, discovering things like the Velvet Underground mm. and Tame Impala, Coldplay, and like you know all of that. Just like just kind of um, balancing out my my music a bit. Yeah. So you were never really like, because you know, like some teens, they they're like um, metalheads or yeah. punks or. I was you, you were never really in Oh I was a diva pop girl right. Like personality wise Like I used to walk with the strut I used to always want to have some shades And a little purse mm. I had like this full like diva fantasy And then it kind of slowed down as like That started to become Looked down upon And people were like right. People were like oh, These pop girls are so fake And like it's just weird Like it's all natural now And I'm just like whatever Okay, I'll, I'll do it then. <laughs> I do have quite a, a, an aggressive attitude, though. <laughs> I need to fix that. Oh, I don't know. Aggressive attitudes are good. Yeah. Especially in music, because, you know, you need to put yourself apart as something different. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to, like, just be one thing. You kind of want to be a combination of others. So, like, when I was a kid, like, I mainly played rock, but then Prodigy came in. <laughs> and Nine Inch Nails and um, Chemical Brothers. Yeah. And Some good stuff. Yeah, that was like the heyday of... <laughs> well, it wasn't the first electronic music, but it was like mainstream. And um, although, yeah, Nine Inch Nails is kind of electronic. Mm. Um, but I remember like, we had this really crappy computer program called Voyetra. I know that program. No, for Hitra, yeah. And it's when I first started experimenting with recording at home. What was it like for you? Like, did you get onto that pretty early, or did you stumble across it later? I um, started very early. I so one day I well, we we I I had a, I had a big family by the way. So um, back in Blenheim, we used to live in this big big house that we built ourselves and had all these wonderful things, and we had like. 50 different SingStar mics, and I figured out that with our Windows XP computer and a couple of SingStar MIDI core microphones, I could plug them into, um, I could plug the microphones into the computer, and then I would put one, I would sing through one, and then I'd put the other mic on my, um, my, my Casio keyboard, <laughs> and I would record. Um, music using the narration option in Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> that was my big, that was how it started. And then, like I said, I got my first laptop, and that's when I started exploring. And I was like, you can actually make your own music from scratch. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, let me do this then. <laughs> and um, I produced my very first song on the 16th of January 2012. It was called Play That Song. Oh. Is, yeah. it, is it available? Or is no, no. Yeah, I know. It's nowhere. Yeah. No, yeah, it's probably. I do have it though, just I'm not showing anyone. It's embarrassing. Because yeah, <laughs> you get better over time. Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the moment, like when I listen to your stuff on the radio, I get a very um, synthwave vibe and maybe a little bit of a house like Daft Punk. From my music, yeah, huh. but definitely an eighties, mm. an eighties kind of pop, synthwave pop, yeah, kind of vibe. 
but I was interested when I heard you live. Some of the stuff got really glitchy, like a bit like Aphex Twin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great. Oh, I like that. Mm. I'm going to keep that one. That was a good, that's a good comment. Um, okay. Um, how do I explain that? So, I, when I started making music, I had no idea what my signature sound was. I thought I was just going to be a cute pop girl with a little fling and a little pizzazz and, you know, do jazz hands all the time. But, um, I... I think I discovered like when I was 15 or 16 that I'm really good at like chip wave, chip tune music. So I started with that and then I put my first song out as Hybrid Rose when I was, when I just, I just turned 17. I was like under, no, just yeah, uh, under a month from 17 and I was just like, yeah. And then I started exploring 80s music and I was like, holy shit, like this is, this stuff's great. This stuff is fantastic. So I started making all of that because it sounds so cool and like vaporwave music and synthwave and synth pop. I just love retro stuff and I've always liked retro music. But um, oh, well, the first the first uh, example of that would be like Lady Gaga. Her, her album The Fame has some like retro vibes to it, retro elements, because her inspirations come from glam rock musicians. And so I was like, ooh, let me get onto that train and see how that goes for me. And, um, yeah. But the live stuff is more, is more newer material. Right. So the, the EP that's coming out on Friday, a lot of that stuff is quite, I want to say, futuristic. Because I like the retro vibes and like the, and like the 80s aesthetic. But I just love like shiny plastic, futuristic robots and like... You know, putting monster dicks up your ass and stuff like that. Just really strange, grimy, colorful stuff. Well, it's a bit like the 80s view. Of, it is still 80s because it's like the 80s view of the future. Yeah. Because I think these days when we think of the future, we think of like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. Mad Max fallout kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's just where we are as a culture. I think they were more optimistic back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they were talking about like flying cars and like make your own food out of powder and just like, I mean, you can do you can make food out of powder now, but like flying cars to, just did not happen. Mm. Instead, we got vibrators. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> I'm not complaining, but what's up with that? Well, it's just people's priorities. <laughs> we can't we can't get back to the moon, <laughs> but we can do that. <laughs> I'm not mad. You know what? I take that back. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I'm very happy to say that we're in a good space in 2019. We got our priorities straight now. We got our priorities straight. Space travel? Nah. Vibrators is where it's Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Vibrators and cat photos. Oh, yes. <laughs> cat, pay, like, cat memes and YouTube. and. So you've been working with um, fan f- f- Fanfic. Yeah. Yeah. And she's all the way up in Rotorua. She's in Australia now. Oh, she's in Australia. So how how does that work? Well, we just we we met online, and our relationship uh, creatively has always been online. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, we've never actually met in person, and I'm really mad I didn't get to meet her before she left the country. Bitch. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, she's a wonderful person, and um. You know, she's she's really, really funny. She's really talented. And I just like I I'm really proud of when she when she um 
channels like her most um her most witty wittiness of herself because like she her her lyrics she's really good at writing and she knows how to write really good songs and when I first heard her sing like I was like oh my gosh she can write songs and she can sing I need to get her on my music now <laughs> and so um yeah but I would just be like buy a pity party on iTunes please yeah, well, I mean, the song the song that you and her have done that really stands out is um, Solitude. Thank you. And like, I agree. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Um, Did you know that song charted in Norway, by the way? I didn't know. I knew it charted here. I didn't know it charted in Norway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number 27 in New Zealand and number 14 in Norway. Well, yeah. Well, that's the internet for you. <laughs> Just get, just get some guy. Oh, I suppose it gets dark all the time, and you just you just get some get some guys and girls up there just going, you know, listen listen to random stuff. Solitude. Yeah. Yes. Solitude. I can relate to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's dark. I just want to stay inside with my cat. <laughs> but orange is the new black. <laughs> Well, that is basically what the song is about, so I'm glad that that's their situation. Mm. Well, I mean, like, it's, to be honest, it's my situation. Like, um, It's a lifestyle. It's real. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of weird because even, even, like, someone like me who, like, as part of my job, I go out a lot and I socialize a lot. Yeah. Some days I'm just like, oh, I just want to stay home. I just want to stay inside. Yeah, what well, is? And I get to, like, play video games and watch Netflix. And yes. Not bother with anybody, so yeah. I've always, I've always said that there isn't such you know, like people say, oh, I'm an extrovert and I'm an introvert, but so I actually think that you know we 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 kind of flip. Yeah, both. it's like a switch. Yeah, and sometimes you just don't want to go outside. The only bit about my life missing from that song is the cat. Oh, I'm really sad about. Can't you get a cat in your flat? No, I can't get a cat. I'd love a cat. Why can't you get a cat? Because of the pet rules. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, fuck pet rules. Just like let the cat hang outside during inspection time. Oh, I live in a building. Okay. So I just live let in, it hang. Just let, live it, in, let it let it hang out the window. To, oh. <laughs> to know, get get a cat cage and just like take it out for the day. Mm. Just go walk around, hang out at the beach or something while the inspection's happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would like a cat. But we have mittens. <gasps> yes. Mittens is sort of like the um, Wellington CBD cat for people who can't have cats. I love mittens. <laughs> what a beautiful cat. I always see mittens around. You know, um, I, I was looking at a picture of him and he looks like... Um, What's the actor's name? He's got a face that's like Ron. Everyone's got a face. No, but the cat has a face that's like a like an actor. Um, Ron, Ron, Ron Paul, the guy who plays Hellboy. Oh, he does. You know, no. Oh my God, you crazy! That is a great point. Oh, it is. It does. <laughs> it took me a while to raise it, but that cat looks strangely familiar oh, in a human my way. Word. I I, just, it just makes me like him even more. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that's fantastic. That is so great. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't realize that. 
So Solitude did really, really well. Thank you. Um, yes, it did. It did do very well. And then you released Dream Team, which is another good song. Can you tell yeah. us a story? Because I know there's a story behind that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, well, I, I have just talked about this on social media before, but I'm going to um, revise it. So what happened was is I wanted to make more music with more musicians and singers and vocalists because I feel like now my production is getting to a point where it can be usable for singers. But um, I just, like, I just... I don't know. I've I've always wanted to sing on my own songs. I've been writing songs like since I was six, mm. from five or six or seven. I've been making. I've been writing longer than I've been producing. And then when um, you know, my vo- You know, when puberty hit and my voice started becoming more um, masculine is the word. Yeah. I just like. I kind of lost hope because I yeah. don't have. I don't look. The way that I sound, I don't sound the way that I look. If that makes sense, you know what well, I mean. You know, you know, to me, it makes complete sense. And yeah. actually, um, people who people who know who I am, mm. yeah, people the, and people listen to this right now will know that I do not look how I sound. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like I just, and then one day I said, you know what, I don't really care. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna see how it goes. And I just made a song and put it out as soon as it was finished. Yeah, I think it's really good do that I mean I've always felt like when I realized that you were you were singing because I like I sing I sing in my band but yeah um, but I'm doing backing vocals so uh, like, you get to hide a bit I get to hide a little bit it's a yeah. little bit different and it's actually kind of useful because I can kind of hit notes that our singer can't because mm. you know we're all tricks except for the drummer uh-huh but, um, ironic. Yes, yeah, very ironic. Okay, I think now's the time to mention my uh, my listeners know that, that I am a trans woman. Yes. Ooh, we're bringing up the T word. Yes. Ooh. Trans woman unite. A A. Yay. Um. So it's the funny thing about singing is like I think there's a lot of pressure to um, and trans men probably get this too to to um be one or the other yeah mm-hmm. it happens a lot but sometimes I think from an artistic point of view wouldn't it be cool to just be able to do both <laughs> I mean absolutely I mean people let me word it so I'm not fumbling against my words um, people are more open minded about uh, the way people execute their work in the art form because that's a personal um, chunk of mm. yourself, so they're more they're more likely to be like, oh yeah, we get it, like we understand, we we can see where you're coming from, and we like how the way you've conveyed it. But in a commercial sense, it's a lot difficult because there'll be people saying like, well, you look feminine, but you don't sound feminine. You need to change that, or get or lip sync over someone else's voice. Hmm. So that, that, that kind of brings me up to um, the Wellington music scene. Yeah. Like, um, I feel that as a trans woman, almost all the time, almost, pretty much all the time, being a trans woman just doesn't matter. It doesn't, absolutely not. 
people don't care. They they're here for the music. They're not yeah. here to get to know you or to see what's between your legs. They're here for your music. They're here to yeah. see you play and perform. And it never works for you nor against you. Exactly. People just treat you like another human artist. being. It's fantastic. And that's really how it should be. I agree. I agree. Um, so. Dream Team, mm -hmm. you sang for the first time. Um, how did was that was that hard? Did you find did oh. you get any anxiety about that? Oh yes, and I'm so glad that the uh, the month that came out, I started my uni break. We start we had uh, the break started at the beginning of June, and I was so pleased because. For a week, for like two weeks, um, three weeks before the release, but like, you know, um, the first two weeks of those three weeks, I would lay in bed and just be like mentally preparing, like people are going to say this, people are going to say that, mm. this is going to be brought up, this is going to be, you know, it's, I was just like, this is not going to be a normal release for anyone. This is going to be very out of the box and very, very unconventional. So I was really anxious about that and I was I was so happy to see how well it was received mm. because I think for any trans person male or female um it's not hard it's not it's not hard it's not easy bringing your identity forward and in, in its fullest form and that involves your face your body the way your your voice you know your tone like all of these things are very um mishy mashy i would say yeah because well, it's a mix of all kinds of things because you're going from one body to another so um yes yeah, so def but definitely like uh, yeah this is the point i was going to get to music music is such like i think like there's 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 sort of you know you get you get people like I don't know um, David Bowie and, and and to a certain extent even Kurt Cobain. Um, okay. Well, Kurt Cobain was known to be actually a pretty feminine, sensitive guy. He was, yeah. He was very, very soft and was very sweet. Yeah, and he was actually a feminist back in the day. Hey, and not actually like the we hate men type feminist. Yeah, yeah, like. like like, like real gender equality feminist. Yeah. So it seems to me like music, and I know this has been the case for me. And and um, like music is a place where where the the rules the rules of normal society don't seem to apply quite as much. No. Yeah. Have you found that? Yeah. Mm -mm. See, like I said, people don't really like give it a second thought if it's more of like a if it's if it's portrayed in an art form because like there are so many so 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 many ways to express yourself in music performance art visuals um sculpt sculpting porn like there's diff there's there's all kinds of ways that people are fully like exposing themselves in a way for people to like get to know them as an artist and um 
you know, that's great because artists never usually look down upon for that. No one's like, oh, she she got her boobs out halfway through her song. That's weird. No, it's not. If that's mm. what she wants to do, like, you don't hear people saying stuff like that. Well, I think especially, like, um, if you're, like, maybe in the closet trans, right? Yeah. Um, I definitely think that, like, like if you're a guy, right? And you express yeah. and you and you you express feminine stuff. Then you're like, popped up, mate. Oh, but but, but but if you do it in a song, mm. you're emo. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. And you're in a category. <laughs> I belong. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is quite freeing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're at the end of the interview. Um, I would like you to choose one track off the Awkwardly Eccentric EP. And also, where 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 can we find Awkwardly Eccentric, by the way? You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, everywhere where there's music. Bandcamp? Oh, I will be posting on Bandcamp. Speaking of that, I'm going to be posting, not, 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 not this week, but like some point this year I'm going to combine um, all of the songs because Awkwardly Eccentric was intentionally an album mm. it's got it had 14 songs and then I cut it down and then added a new song so there's all these extra tracks that I'm going to be putting out later on but yes to answer your question it'll be a band camp sorry I just wanted to point that out <laughs> yeah because all most of our most of because usually most of usually promote Bandcamp but um, yeah I'd like you to choose one song of Awkwardly Eccentric to at the end of the song um, uh, end of the interview great okay um ooh this is a fun one I'm gonna go with Pearl Pearl okay Pearl okay it's a great song so we've been joined by Hybrid Rose and I am Amy Eastwood for Wellington Rocks brought to you by Access Radio New Zealand on the air this is Hybrid Rose with Pearl See you next time. Bye-bye.
We'll fly.